0: to another episode of anti wrestling talk hosted
1: by George Truly, Alexis, and of course me, Trey. So what we're gonna do today is basically run through quickly, you know, the soda. We're gonna quickly talk about you know the week in wrestling, you know, starting with AEW Dynamite. And going through to Friday Night Smackdown. So AEW Dynamite is up next right now. Then after that, we found out AEW with Rampage, and then we do Friday Night Smackdown. You know, of course we have the ups and downs with us from what culture they put in a nice little package. We're gonna let you listen into it, give our opinion on it if it is worth giving an opinion on it. If it's just meh, we ain't going to say nothing, just let it go. You know, so anyway, let's go ahead
2: and start. Zandy Murray here, filling in for Simon Miller during his well-earned break. We are, we're really going through the bald guy Russian dolls this week, aren't we? You start with a lovely bald man with the huge muscles in Simon, you you go to the equally lovely bald man with the big muscles, Gareth, who did Rob, and then you get to me, a kind of okay bald man with no muscles and a physique that is more akin to marshmallows, but hey, maybe we'll have to do something a little bit different in the weekend, but we're going to talk about AEW Died about- It was a good episode of AEW Dynamite. Let's have some fun with it. As you know, up is good. Look, we've got the colours in the studio and everything. It's a a good time. Up is good, down is bad. The eel is here. He's really slimy. I've got a double espresso in in case it all gets a little bit too much. Let's do it. So this television show started off with Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia versus Wheeler Utah and Claudio Castagnoli. This is a long-running storyline. Various versions of this have been floating around basically for a year. <laughs> if you can like, include all the Eddie Kingston stuff, back to everything in different versions, different combinations of people. Here we are on TV. We're having this tag match and we're opening the show with it. Uh, last week, of course, we had the interesting stuff with the tension between Wheeler Utah and Brian Danielson and everyone's pissed, everyone's angry, everyone's all of this. And this Was a really great great way to open the show this was tremendous stuff across the board i mean praising one individual component of it is kind of tough because when you do that sometimes people go ah what about the other dudes so i mean this is no disrespect whatsoever to the other participants but my gosh was claudio castagnoli great in this or what for me this was one of his most impressive aew performances to date and think of the ground that covers the man is not a human being
1: and he yeah, for me, I had to say the same thing. I liked it as well. Um, you always go, like, you
0: can't go wrong with Cesaro.
1: Exactly. It, it, it's, it's just the fact that it was good. Great opening one. WWE, I don't know where you're at. You're starting to look like you starting to take some shit from AEW. I like that. Um, this is how you do it. You know, you don't always have to have teams break up automatically. Or, oh, hell, look how many times they've been. Feuding with each other, and I'm talking about the Blackpool Combat Club, and they hadn't broken up yet. You can do that, you can have
0: competition within
1: the team, exactly. Yeah, competition between the teams, friction between the team, and it doesn't automatically break them up. Look at the uh, JAS Jericho Appreciation Society. You know, one guy was literally storyline to break off with him just to say, Fuck it, nope, I'm staying with him. Perfect. You can easily do that. Learn how to do that. Just keep storylines alive. And allow for if you have have to allow for storylines to be built in. You know how this whole thing he brought up actually started. The JAS, Jericho Appreciation Side, which I think it wasn't even called that before then, or something else, but then Dak started. And it was a feud between them and Eddie Kingston and a few guys. And then the Blackpool Combat Club just said, hey, we're going to get involved in it. And you see how it devolved from just dealing with Eddie Kingston now to dealing with the Blackpool Combat Club. Perfect way to doing it. WWE needs to learn about that. Feud can start with one way and then evolve to another. You have one group in there getting involved, then it devolves down to just singles individual in the group themselves having fused with those different members of the group and then bam. It goes here, it goes there. Just following those individuals. I
2: know catching people out of the sky transitioning to into holds you should be able to do running around the ring at 400 miles an hour decking everyone hitting uppercuts i thought this was an incredible claudio castagnoli performance don't get me wrong i thought yeah. everyone was good but claudio in particular was just tremendous and it was quite appropriate as well because he pinned chris jericho clean the ring of honor world champion that's kind of yeah, a big booking deal of course it was jericho who cheated his way past Claudio Castagnoli, that scamp of the man, to take the Ring of Honor World title in the first place. So here we are, nice seeing Claudio getting a measure of revenge.
1: And see, like you said, get a measure of revenge, pin a champion clean. It doesn't mean that tomorrow you get a championship match. No, it just means that you pinned the champion clean and you look pretty good. Maybe someday in the future you may get one. It doesn't matter.
2: And Luke, of course, when we're talking about a match that has William Regal, his Blackpool Combat Club, hanging about, he's going to be on commentary. I can't not mention his relationship with uh, Excalibur, which is just the most delightful, warming, lovely thing in the universe. It gets me every time. This week, he said, you little creme brulee, <laughs> I'd like to crack you and just let you melt in me. Very good William, you saucy man, you. Him and the man and the masked man. When's the wedding? Oh, but before I sign an upper down to this, we should probably go backstage as well, right? But hey! for the first time this very evening, she's interviewing Brian Danielson. Uh, he's there. He's touching on a bunch of different things, and basically, he's got the match with Sammy Come up ahead. He's frustrated. Wheeler, you just talk back to all of stuff. Well, who oh. walks in? But Wheeler and Claudio, fresh off their victory, Wheeler's happy. The Brian Danielson's pissed because that's what he wanted and he wanted him to care but there's still a little bit of tension coming between those guys fortunately Claudio and William Regal kind of get in between them before it gets too physical before it gets too brought with tension you'd imagine that we're heading towards Utah versus Danielson at the pay-per-view that would be a very good match of course just who's yeah. involved in it of course it would suck uh, that yeah. should be a fun time the this, this story they're telling here is the kind of thing that I'm definitely into complicated interpersonal dynamics in a stable it's all good stuff. Who knows what snacks for Claudio, man? I don't necessarily think he needs a shot at Jericho's belt or anything like that. I don't think you need to run that one back, but if they did, it would probably be fun. Either way, he got the big win over Jericho. These guys are going to have a match at the pay-per-view. Hopefully, it'll be the kind of affair where it's competitive and they hug it out or shake hands or whatever. But it's a good stuff. This whole deal, the match, the segment, it's getting up. Let's move on. Right. Interestingly, after that it's the elite they're on the show they're back in AEW Kenny Omega and the young bucks are sort of here Uh, they ran this segment. And it was very interesting the way they they put this together. They did the Thanos kind of gimmick. Uh, They disappeared in the middle of a bunch of stuff. It was like, I don't know, like a minute long or something. A bunch of highlights from the Elite's time in AEW. They had some press conference stuff from before the company launched. They had some in-ring successes. They faded away. Their voices faded away. It's all very spooky. Until we get to the AEW logo, it's on the screen. The A fades away. You can't have AEW without the Elite. So I guess the promotion is now called all wrestling (laughs) but yes no good good stuff Um, it's really nice to know and they haven't announced anything yet obviously but it's nice to know seemingly that the elite are on their way back um overwhelmingly i feel a bit sad about this whole situation regarding everyone involved to be honest i don't want to start some big argument about punk versus the elite or whatever i just want the people whose work i enjoy back on tv and for everyone to be friends and to be producing good work so even though this was a short segment and we don't usually go into this level Detail or whatever uh, with those short segments. It's such a big Permutation coming out of this That I have to give it an up So the green light's over here I'm I'm, I'm a bit rusty I've never done this before Let me be From there we go backstage With the Jericho Appreciation Society And Tony Schiavone's Terrible microphone (laughs) That doesn't really work This was kind of a weird Thing production wise Tony's microphone sucked It kept cutting out And being weird There was like a boom mic You could see Creeping into the camera shot But you know I'm not gonna nitpick I'm not gonna be too harsh On the whole thing but just of know was the Jericho appreciates inside here. Pissed. Daddy Magic is yelling because, of course, he is. What a great human being he is. Uh, Chris Jericho is so pissed. He's doing an open challenge next week. Former Ring of Honor champion. Come and fight me, guy. Sammy Guevara does some yelling about Brian Danielson as well. Fighting him later on, of course. Good little backstage segment. Sets up the next thing for Jericho. Get some words from Sammy on the match. Daddy Magic being awesome. Good. Cool. After that, however...
1: Now, the thing I don't... uh, I'm like, wait, this can be a bad thing because you can go ahead and get straight put the fuck to sleep by a former Ring of Honor champion that I know of. Samoa Joe. (laughs) 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 Can put to sleep by Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. So, I doubt they're gonna do that. Isn't Samoa Joe tied up with somebody... With, uh,
0: yeah...
1: He's dealing with, with, um, damn, I forgot his name, but yeah, well, Wardlow, because oh, okay. it's Ward Joe, the little tag team, they have him going oh, so on, he, he and they're champions, not tag chains, but they on the honor champions already, Samoa Joe is ring on the TV champion, and Wardlow is something, but champions. it is an AEW one, though, both of them, uh. Well, AEW for Warlock Ring of Honor for Samoa Joe, but I'm like what that mean, could be a bad it- that could be a bad thing. Nigga get put to sleep, but Samoa Joe, be good. Samoa Joe, you, you
2: just great Yeah, versus Swerve our glory now. Interesting, interesting it is the one with the video the word word here. But you know, the, yeah, that grew The thing was, about yeah, FTR being number one contenders to the AW world title has no, kind no, of no, a no, mean. No, no, well, they've been down. in that position for about six months, they've not had the shot, they've collected seven million other tag team championships uh, since yeah. then, but now we're finally addressing it. Now they're getting a contendership match, uh, they're, they're fighting Swerve in our glory, the winner gets the shot. It's good <laughs> stuff, it's good storytelling, even if it took a while yeah. to get to the point where FTR have the contendership in in sight, but yeah, what we got here, man, was just a really, no, really no, no, fun match to the plate on the styles and dynamics of these two teams. It's the first time ever match, of course, uh, unless I'm forgetting something, which is entirely possible when your brain is made of Swiss cheese. Um, literally, I could, if I wanted, to put the eel in one ear, and he would come out the other. I've just done that. I have no brain. <laughs> I really enjoyed this across the board. Start out with some grindy kind of work uh, from FTR. As you'd expect, they are that classically styled tag Swerve and I already opened it up a little bit more. You get he swerves tricky movements. He comes at you from all kinds of crazy angles, and he counters his ways out of situations. Mm-hmm. you got Keith Lee doing that athletic big man stuff. He was leapfrogging both members of the FTR, oh. hitting with the big rig early on. All of this great stuff. But the core okay for of course, the kind of that, face.
0: This was all. Hey. Uh, both of them. All of them were in fucking WWE, we. and their talent was
1: Swindled the, swindled fuck, the fuck away. Keith Lee, former Division One. Football fucking football player. player. Jumping, leapfrogging, two so, tall-ass men. He can do it. It looks weird. I think offensive or defensive linemen or something like that. He probably won't look like a defensive person. Yeah. But I know that. Former uh, Division One football player. Division One for you people out there who don't know, who listen that's in. That's fucking going to the pros. That's pros. That's your Ohio State. That's your Alabama. Alabama. You know, the U, University of Miami, you know. Everybody you fucking
0: see on
1: fucking football in in the NFL. All the ones you see in the NFL. He should be in the NFL. But he decides to do wrestling. So, yeah, that's why. Yeah, it's definitely not surprising that he's that athletic. And I'm like, I don't know how you didn't work in WWE. You can do these jumper jumps. Believe it or not, a lot of offensive linemen, defensive linemen can do this type of stuff that Keith
0: Lee can do. Oh. So, wow.
1: All right,
0: let me give an Heel dynamics, Swerve
2: at this yet. point is basically just a heel, and he's great at it. He's owning the role. He is kicking ass every single week, taking these shortcuts, and on the other side, you've got big Keith Lee, who's not r- quite jumping into that side of things. He's still like a good, likable guy who doesn't really know if he thinks all it, of this stuff is all it, right it, or whatever, to the but to the he's still profiting from it, and he's still seemingly quite happy to profit from it in the end. The thing I like most about this dynamic is they're not just like acting and all of this stuff. They're not just doing wacky facial expressions or whatever. It's quite subtle in the way they're playing it. Um, It's not too overt. They're not smacking it over the head with the idea that these guys are kind of operating on separate alignments. So I think it's very interesting and this was a great match. And the finish comes through that dynamic as well. It's uh, the guns restraining Cash Wheeler at ringside. Those pesky guns that were dressed up as FTR. Oh. Okay, cool fine sure I think I kind of love them to be honest but there we go Uh, and then we got Dax left alone in the ring he got beaten up he had his uh, he got low blowed by Swerve while the referee was a bit distracted by what was going on elsewhere that allowed Keith to take the advantage hit his finisher score the pinfall so Swerve and our glory we're getting the trilogy now we're getting a lot out of this actually when you think about it when you sit there and you break it down um, obviously that is the, the first thing you get in that title match you get in the trilogy and the other two Matches
1: were really good, especially the first one, which I absolutely bloody loved. So you're getting that. And this saves FTR having them lose to a well-qualified team, number one. But they lose in a fashion that deals with interruptions and a literal low blow.
2: Perfect. You're also getting FTR versus the Guns, which has been teased for a while, but now you're probably formally going to get that one happening once again. That's going to be fun. That's a good time. FTR love the Guns. They're going to do some good work with them. Then, of course, you potentially have to go back to the FTR situation. When are they going to get their shot? You can build that up over a longer term as well. So in this simple result, you've given yourselves a bunch of different matches, not just one. Fresh television for months and months to come. I think that's good. I think that's economic. I think these are the kind of details thank that matter up. in AEW and indeed in all of wrestling. I'm giving it up. I was trying to say, three you and know, baby. This is a positive day. There's That's no, there's no down there. Saraya, with Renee Paquette, and um I'm going to talk about Yay, this a little bit later on. Not that I thought oh, it was yep. necessarily Soraya. a great or a
1: hey, bad
2: segment, it. but th- something cool in this segment that I'd like to discuss as a point later in the video, so we're going to kind of shelve that one for now. I did kind of like Soraya straight away when Britt Baker came in, going, <coughs> don't start with me, B-I-T-C-H, I'm not in the mood, which kind of acknowledges uh, a trope that we'll cover later on. But after that, it was MJF and Renee Young who, via the power of teleportation, got backstage to the ring. I'm only joking, I'm not going to make a point about that. Um the interesting dynamic yeah. here, of course, is that she's bringing out NGF, who is, of course, fighting Rene Paquette's other half, John Loxley, for the AEW world title Full Gear. Uh, I mean, look, it's NGF, guys. What, what, what do you want me to say here? It's the easiest up of the week. Let's just I mean, pull that number down there right now. No, it's NGF, right. Um, he comes Don't out, you man, and he does doesn't impression of John, He walks around the ring, he, he does the He does his voice. Uh, says, I'm going to drink your blood and gargle your piss. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> choice. Weird. Uh, and then he really goes yeah. into, you know, look, big part of this MJF character, apart from calling you poor.
1: See, see that's, the, that's the reason why you need to go watch this stuff, because it sounds weird when you just read That's why I don't just do this shit. I don't do what they do. And they because got, it got sounds perfect weird picture, and They got perfect pictures.
0: MJF on the mic, and Renee just looking at him like, I can well,
1: just smack this shit out of you. Yeah. That's why you need to watch it sometimes, because sometimes... If you just read what they say, it sounds idiotic.
0: And, you know, that's his... He's... She, she, he, well, like you just said, she, he's facing her husband. I don't... Do have that now that she's
2: married? Okay. But you know <laughs> he's still getting pops for it um, is that he takes like bad things he's been through in the past traumas and disappointments and and and, and people's doubts and stuff and he uses <sighs> them as fuel and he that's what's made him what he is today right that's uh, that was so no, a big no, part oh, of, it it's the so far of now, that after the segment of William Regal last week which was absolutely incredible uh, and he's doing it again here he's saying he's taking everything all these things that, that, that have happened to him and he's built this chip, and he's placing it on his shoulder, and he's becoming a stronger version of himself as a consequence of that. It's 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 pro wrestling, man. It's really awesome stuff across the board. It's proof to me that you don't necessarily need this gigantic, elaborate setup for everything. If you do the simple no, things, really well, no. it's going to connect, and everyone's going to be into it. And everyone is into it because listen to the reactions this guy's getting. He's he's unreal. MJF said that all he needs to be a success is a grudge. And he's got a bunch of those he's been sick.
1: No joke. Only person getting this type of ovation other than MJF is fucking Bray Wyatt. And that's not a joke. That's including the bloodline. The reaction. He gets more reaction than the bloodline. Mm -hmm. The only person who's getting more it's Brie Wyatt.
2: Given up, building into that chip on his shoulder He of course wants John Moxley at 100% 110% actually he said there At the pay-per-view So there's no excuses when he wins Now this comes after Stokely Hathaway has come back Of course we got the disagreement Between MJF and the firm the other week When they, they kind of stepped over the line and, and, and attacked Wheeler Utah and all of that And MJF was like I did not tell you to do that Well, we'll hold on to that for a little while here When Stokely Hathaway comes out He gets told
1: Don't do any." And that's the thing you know, and he said uh, Willard used it, but also john John Mopsy was out there too, getting attacked.
2: Anything later, Just stay away from this, go away. He's wrestling later on. I don't want him injured going into the pay per view. More on that later on, but yes, the <laughs> deal's not. What's that, 4 0? Man, what a good day. Up next, quick promo from the Kingdom Matt Taven, Maria Canellis, Mike Bennett.
0: Oh wow, they ain't all Kanellis, uh, ben, um, AWN. Taven. The Kingdom yep. are here, and
2: I really like the Kingdom, so even though this was a short segment, we got some back and forth with them and Wardro, We're getting Taven versus Wardlow on Rampage, that'll be fun. Uh,
1: just simple, stuff, you know, back and forth. Bit of a I know the angle. I, mean, I like Yes, yeah, so it's just because that's oh, because uh, the uh, TNA, uh, TNT champion, and uh, Samoa Joe is the ROH television champion. Oh, so that's who they're going against. Samoa Joe and his That's what that's shirt. who Samoa Joe said. You know, there's over six million ways to die, and y'all still chose wrong. <laughs> Damn chose the wrong way to die.
0: Samoa so Joe his wine shirt.
1: Sure enough. <laughs> this is gonna be good. Yeah, it should be good. just really like
2: the kingdom, and I'm glad they're in AEW. They seem like good people across the board. Uh <laughs> talented group you know when you, they were in ring of honor obviously and that whole thing disappeared and it was nice to see them show up it's nice to hear that they're under multi-year contracts as well i think they're free people who have a lot to offer any company they go into and yes i know aw signs a lot of people but i think that this trio is going to be really beneficial also yes there are valid points to raise 100 about uh, the tnt title and the ring of honor pure championship while warjo are a tag team but they're huge and they're cool and i like that
1: so, Mm -hmm. And they're using that to polish the kingdom. You have them in a literal feud with two champions. Mm -hmm. Two awesome wrestlers who happen to be champions. They are not a tag team champion. They are not a tag team champions, Right. So that way they can lose matches. Either one of them can lose matches. It doesn't mean that they're getting tagged in title matches, right? Mm-hmm. Even though, again, I say a lot of times, AEW doesn't put titles on the line that much because they like to fluff up their champions, you know, title reign. I.e., the Roman Reigns treatment. Except for the fact that, unlike Roman Reigns, they're there. Mm-hmm. But they like to put fluff in there where their titles aren't on the line that much.
2: There, Sammy Guevara, Brian Danielson, you knew what this was going to be, right? You knew that they were going to play up on the contrast between these two human beings. It was going to be the guy you're really conditioned to like, the really skilled, technical, hard guy, Brian Danielson versus a piece of trash, (laughs) a kayfabe piece of trash, of course, Sammy Guevara. He's a little weasel. He's got the facial expressions. He's the guy with the face, the Justin Bieber face that you want to see get slapped.
1: And yeah, so like I say kayfabe, because he's actually a pretty decent dude
2: messed up and that's exactly what this match was um and no it's not was just that he's all a good person realistically obviously Danielson's more technical he's rougher hits a bit harder uh he's gonna oh, yes. wrestle Sammy Guevara but Sammy Guevara Bobby is more today. agile he's slippery he's gonna use uh diversionary tactics and that's exactly what happened here Brian Danielson outclassed him as a technical wrestler but Sammy with his shock and all crafted openings it was his high knee that gave him the advantage to start things off later when it looked like Danielson was in control and we got to the outside Sammy hit like the springboard moonsault to the outside so his advantage Damn, just good. came from freaking athletics yeah it was things good. like the double springboard rope moonsault they got a good thing he, he does he, that. For, he really did. Awesome. Uh, bits and pieces like that uh, you wanted to see Brian Danielson torture this guy in this and match they and they that's did. kind of what happens when we well, get to the finish you know Sammy Ooh. escapes from the little bell lock and you wonder oh no is the bad guy gonna win is Wheeler Utah gonna be proved right but no Danielson just inflicts chaotic, horrible punishment on this guy. Puts him in the triangle, legs him hey. elbows. Sammy passes out. It is a satisfying conclusion from a match that told the right
1: story with full action good
2: drama across the board.
1: And by the way, he did not win by submission in that <laughs> match. He won in a knockout for you people out there. This is why the AEW allowed for John Master to win that way he did against Hangman. It's still actual possibility. That's why actually Brian Downs should be doing the elbows. Yes, the person's in submission, but they just pretty much locked in. They can't get out. And he does the elbows to them to make them pass out. So that's a knockout.
0: Mm.
1: Theoretically
2: strong character dynamic good story good psychology i mean what else do you want me to say it's backstage next it's renee paquette uh with ray phoenix and alex abraham they talk about penta a little bit but what we really get down to is the ray phoenix wants a shot at the all atlantic championship Well, oh no here walks christian cage with his right hand of destruction luchasaurus
1: oh i love this part i remember this one
2: Orange Cassidy
1: And he says Let's do it friends Looks like we're getting That freeway now So It was It was more Badass for uh, Orange Cassidy In this way And I have to say it's that He has that air About himself I like it He came in Actually he said You guys Talking about me You guys talking about me Are y'all Talking about this Talking about this Okay Let's do it And just walked off he didn't give a fuck about was there. He knew that he was a star That's <laughs> That's why he's right in the middle of the camera by the way. Even though big ass source takes up most of the frame but yeah, this is where please. place Yeah. Don't where forget the, low, the lower third. he's on the uh, left side of the he's lower third. He's main center. No. Off center. Slightly more off center.
0: Yeah.
1: then where, yeah. the horse Because wherever the camera
0: is standing on the right. You can tell the camera yeah. is standing from the and right.
1: He's just right there. Yeah, just slightly off center towards Cameron the camera. was on the stand. Cameraman's
0: on an angle and whoever's
1: shooting it was on an angle and it was on like a right angle. Cause weird sh- oh, because the way it's... Because, yeah, because we we're talking... Sorry, we, we took the class that they took. So, yeah, a, uh, I can guarantee you that's a full-sale university student that's doing this. They know about the rule of thirds and everything like that. We took the same class they did. Christian Cage is right to smack dab on the motherfucking did, damn line.
0: First of all, they should have closed the gap. Well, that's right. They can't handle it. But They're going to they say they had no that choice. Background, that background, whoever did it in the yellow, they look like a door. It looks like a door. And that, that doesn't look good.
1: Exactly. So they
0: should have tried to get smaller. But I But don't they, say,
1: they could do it because big ass luchasaurus. You would have cut him straight. He already half half ass cut off because you can't get him in the whole screen because right. his damn big ass head. Right, <laughs> so and then they went that's on the, the angle reason. That's why they pushed it on the angle to try to get Luchasaurus Horse as much in as a kid, and right. still get this picture that they have right there, which right. is of the main important person who's going to come off screen mm-hmm. and, walk come from the yeah. and walk in off screen, and walk in because they say, when they they, shot, they, they they wanted to get the main person on screen to be the focal point. Yeah, it, it's kind of hard to get. was
0: behind? He covers up the thir- third person. Yeah, the fourth, whatever. Because like four or five
1: people. Yeah. He, no, that was done on purpose. I know. He, that was done on purpose. He covered up Ray Phoenix as right. a form of disrespect. Yeah. Even though I don't know why Ray Phoenix give a fuck. He's... Oh, wait. He wants his own singles champions. He's the trio's champion. Yeah. Was... But
0: here's the thing. That's why I tell you, the, the camera person who took this shot... They were was on an angle and it was on like a right angle. So, yeah. They was on the right right hand side, side, shooting from shooting the right hand to the left. To, yeah. So I mean, they was standing on the right. So and they was on an angle, but they were on the right of where yeah. it was at. Which they should have kind of been on the left.
1: No. I know. What I'm saying if they would on the left, I, no, I still like it from the right. Yeah, Almost I do too. I but I'm saying trying to um, because if he was on the left, left
0: you would cut all that out. Yeah. Cut all
1: of it out. It's perfectly done right. I
0: know. No, know, no. Know I'm saying not
1: saying it's not perfectly done you know right I'm because if you're you, right. You, can, you, if
0: you if because you left, could
1: get more. If in, they want the
0: a left on the same angle, you would have got everybody right, in the in shot.
1: But I'm thinking that they would probably... But it, missed, it looks more dynamic I think, from yeah, the right. Yeah, I think they would have missed out on the fact that... Uh, he, that and then he can't Orange play. Cassidy he can't. is the focal point, which is harder to do yeah. for somebody who's significantly smaller... Then everybody than everybody in the shot. most people in the shot next to Ray Phoenix... And you got big ass fucking lucasaurus. And he covers Ray Phoenix. And I think...
0: But well, yeah,
1: they probably be the same height, so... Exact, exact, except for Ray Phoenix because he's smaller than Christian, by and the and way. And then, then
0: whoever this person is yellow, he just looks out of place. So he's, both, out
1: of, he's He's... Yeah, he's tried to to do... He got the yellow one, so that's what like. The focal point gets brought to him, too. Yeah. And
0: then it looks like, it's like the belt because, just sitting on something
1: yellow. Yeah. But if they, you look they at wanted it, to have... If you look at it,
0: like the belt sitting exactly. on his shirt. So,
1: but... You wanted to make give the And Renee
0: looks so damn like she just gets Yeah, get the, she, she looking She get like lost
1: She get lost
0: Poor Renee
1: Well, she's happened to be sadly right smack dab in you, the middle so you're not gonna get seen She get
0: overshadowed by uh, not Christian get seen,
1: and you got all these big men over there She get
0: poor little baby girl get shadowed by, overshadowed by Christian and Christian look lost like what the
1: fuck Christian look like what the fuck
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Here's
2: what I want to talk about. The The first down of the show, actually, and I guess it's it's kind of a broader point. It is the interruptions in these backstage segments. Now, it's not necessarily something that... Uh, but I, that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give that a, a damn, though. Show. It's nothing like
1: that. There's a reason why I said we give our viewpoint on this. Because same thing, like you said, what the fuck? The damn where's the down But I here?
0: see. i understand I mean, I know
1: the interruption. He's giving it
0: down because of all the because it
1: happens more often. But I don't, don't give a shit. You shouldn't give it a well. This one, no. That was perfect. This is perfect. I mean, you even had it framed perfectly, and that's hard to do with size. I mean, Luchasaurus is big his as His whole shit. fucking
0: head had cut off.
1: His only thing is his midsection is in. So remember when, in, in my
0: class, remember you can't cut the person's head off. can't cut the person's person,
1: the head. They, they, they try to tell you not to do that because they... But
0: the, the pros do pros it. Pros
1: do it all the time. That's the reason why they try to tell you you can't do it, you can't do it. Because I know, I learned from when I was in school, it's more of them trying to make us a little bit better than people that's actually out there. So if we get into the position, we do things better. Like, um, you would have... Shot you would have told you, you would have moved the camera, you would have even had,
0: had them scoot down just you would just
1: had to can't. No, he just moved this camera, no, because you
0: know, race. slightly, no, down. then you, you would have you would have brought the camera up. Yeah, precisely. You would have cut, you would cut uh, orange Cassidy off right at the hips. Hips. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's, yeah
1: that's the problem. It's, it is kinda of difficult. You just can't so, do anything. So what it.
0: you would have did, you would have had them scooch
1: Exactly or have, like, had them
0: scoot a half or, an inch over. Like not even a whole inch. Maybe Or like, you
1: could've also did a Or uh, you would have had could have did a flip and have had uh Orange Cassidy. coming come from in. from the right. You're like oh like that's why you were talking about shooting it from the different side. Because we could have actually had them be flipped and have big ass Luchasaurus on the other side, where it has a little bit more room. But well, that room? And then had you know Ray Phoenix on that side and had Orange Cassidy come in from the right.
0: Yeah,
1: that's what you are talking or about. Or you could,
0: if you had the equipment, you could have had the camera person when they took this to have, because the camera person must be about the same height. Lift. I'ma say it's
1: Orange. orange. No,
0: uh, it's Luch- it's, he might come right to Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus. like. God yeah. So you should have had him be standing yeah. on something taller and like kind of shooting, shooting down. down. But yeah. still kind
1: of level. I know, a little bit more leveled up. Yeah.
2: These things, when they happen every single week, and they've happened multiple times on this show, you had the Soraya.
1: Yeah, I really don't care about that. Let's go past it.
2: The show. It's a down for me, however. Up next, Jamie Hater versus Riho. And sometimes professional wrestling is just really simple. Really simple. You get people with very uh, complimentary styles, you put them in the ring against each other, you tell us that they don't like each other, and it's good. And that's kind of what happened here, man. I really love this, actually. Um, there was definitely a couple of they moments where go, maybe yeah. a, a misstep here or whatever, but it, the boring. thing with stuff like that. Uh, you know,
1: th- this was more of a. It was okay, man. So, like you say, it was kind of boring it went quickly i'm gonna zoom past this a little bit so we can get one more in tony storm
2: comes out holding the belt suggesting that maybe we're gonna get jamie versus tony one-on-one for the title they will kick the hell out of each other it'll be a great time it'll be awesome it'll be super it'll be smashing it'll be great and yes, you can have conversations that are valid about the positioning of these matches and you know, the death slot and all of that this stuff, those it. are fine points to make, um, but I think in I the, the past few months, man, they've really been a <coughs> lot, at least in the individual performance, the <coughs> they've been going out there making the most of the time they have. Tony Storm's awesome, Britt Baker's awesome, Jamie Hayter's awesome, Riho's awesome, it's a really awesome crew of wrestlers they've got here. Uh, I don't know when, if ever, we're going to see the promised land where we can have two
1: Maybe,
2: what? But I'm gonna the what? Maybe Which one? This is not
1: uh, long what? Long Good stuff. No, also, it's Rishi cubs.
2: Jared Drew Steph Curry and LeBron James last week. It's definitely true. Uh, so this show's gonna do five million viewers. Respect the draw. Couple of promos up next, we had Renee Paquette with Eddie Kingston, who's uh he's not in a good place as Edward at the moment. He's a little bit off, he's faking a smile, he's saying he's okay, he's talking about John Moxley's world title show, and he's saying good luck, John, but everyone else leave me alone, ties in to maybe why he didn't help John Moxley a little bit later on, and then we get Darby Allen, which straight up I'm giving it up to because this was really good. There was a nice balance, I thought, between the kind of more obtuse stuff that Darby does in these vignettes for the music and the, the, the facades of opponents and masks on the ranch or whatever uh, and just a straight up wrestling promo. He had the music, he had the setting, he had like the, the grayscale and all of that stuff. He just talked really, spoke really well, explained why Sting wasn't there. Said he had a few things he needed to sort out. Said he had, to, he wanted to step away but Sting said, No, you're the reason I came out of retirement, you're Darby Allen, by gosh. You can't do that, man. And then Jay Lethal, obviously, we get him coming in with Satnam Singh, and, and Sanjay Dutt, they have their pro.
1: Yeah, I remember that whole thing about last time? We were like, where's Satnam Singh? Uh, yeah, that's your know, man has gone. It's in my stomach. Oh, well, they
2: reaffirmed last week. You know, they, they trapped him under the door. Very painful, very nasty of them. Said that we've learned your biggest secret from someone. Uh, Darby's kind of goading them in. Come on, come on, what you got, guys? and they are responding in kind. I'm giving this segment an up. It was really tasty across the board. I think they're going to have a good match. Jay Lethal is really good in that kind of heel who doesn't necessarily need to go over vibe. And Darby probably needs to start picking up some wins at this stage as well. He's, um, you know, still very over, still very popular, still very entertaining, but it'd be nice to see him go on a little run. That's good stuff. Now we get to the main event, and it's Penta versus John Moxley for the... Yeah, this was pretty good. I'm... Um... And my supervised version of the finisher to put you away otherwise you're going to just get back up So that's the story of the match, I understand that And look, I am giving the match itself an up I thought this was a good match But I'm also giving it down Because, man, Pentagon and his in-ring offence um,
1: This has been a diminished thing that has happened over a while uh, Common sense I mean, and there's we'll a reason It's a reason Oh, he takes some more stuff out to the, the trash Yes. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and finish this up and, had- and we get started on the uh, next one. <laughs> you know. It did feel great. It was the post-match. You knew you were
2: getting something, right?
1: But then- yeah, this is when uh, the guy came out there and beat up John Boxley. I mean, he, you know what's going to happen. I mean, MJF literally told them to leave him alone. So you know that means that they had no choice but to come out there and assault this man. Damn, they murdered John Moxley. They probably had to t- take out weaponry <laughs> to this man.
2: Job done. MJF painted as a figure in this angle as he has been leaning into pre-
1: Yeah, because he did the whole thing. Let's go ahead and get to dynamite actually. Get to uh, Rampage. While well, we have an opportunity. To- the have become... No, you don't. (laughs) So the next one is going to be dealing with Rampage. Again, there's going to be multiple parts to this one, but I'm going to start Rampage on this one and then pick it up on the next part. You know, finishing it up. And then, of course, Friday Night Smackdown. So, yeah, bear with us.
3: For the day let's do it i really hope you're not sick of me by now i will say that simon miller will be back next week for raw ups and downs but for now i have the finger of power he has lent it to me it's right here and i'm gonna give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down for last night's AEW rampage so yeah let's do that <laughs> The move to AEW has been absolutely fantastic, from being a highlight of NXT in a dark era of NXT, to then being fired, and then to being a key players for a really long time now on AEW, constantly on TV, constantly in good segments, good storylines. They've smashed it, so massive shout out to them. The match itself, though, went exactly as you would imagine it to. Uh, obviously, Moxley was in control at the beginning. It's John Moxley, until they were brawling about on the outside, although he did start to give Daddy Magic a nice little back scratch on the outside. He must have had an itch that he couldn't quite reach. It was very nice of him. Cool Hand Ange, though, was on the outside for the entirety of the match and he played a big part in this. Every single time uh, when Moxley was having control, in would come Cool Hand Ange to either take him out on the outside or distract him or do something to allow Daddy M to get back in control, even if it was just for a tiny little bit. But obviously it never really worked out for D-Magic himself to the point where Moxley was hitting him with the regal knee and then he was going in with the stomps to the face on the floor, but just as he was doing that, boom, uh, in come Cool Hand to distract him and do everything like that, and then Daddy Magic tried to do the stomps himself. This did not look good, and it did not go well for Daddy Magic either, because John Moxley counted it, he got him in the rear naked choke, and he tapped him out, one, two, three, obviously John Moxley wins. Of course he was going to, like I said, it's John Moxley. The more interesting point of all this I guess is what happened directly afterwards because Moxley was celebrating the victory when Stokely Hathaway and Lee Moriarty came out and Stuckley Hathaway had a few things to say he obviously brought up the attack on Dynamite on Wednesday when they went after Moxley and after MJF as well afterwards and he also challenged Moxley to a match on Rampage again next week against Lee Moriarty himself who had a little video package because they learned that John Moxley was a special type of visual learner, so they had a video package for him that was all about tiger style. But of course, John Moxley accepts, because whenever someone challenges John Moxley to a fight, he ain't the one to back down. And so, this is gonna go down next week on Rampage John Moxley versus Lee Moriarty. All well, this was fine though, it was nothing to write home about, it was pretty much exactly what you expect. It's set up a match for next week, so I can't do anything but give it an up, I guess. Next up, we find out that there's going to be an AEW title eliminator tournament uh, to crown the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. So, the tournament has been sort of announced. Two people have been announced in it. Anyway, uh, Dante Martin got announced here and Ethan Page announced himself a little bit later on. So, they're going into it. It's going to be an eight-man bracket tournament thing. It's going to end with the finals at Full Gear. And then whoever wins that will go on to take on the winner, I guess, of Moxley versus MJF at Full Gear. And that match will take place at winter is coming in December. I mean, I a really quick little backstage promo from Jade Cargill who was just there doing a bunch of pull-ups, basically shouting about Nyla was stealing her belt and how it's unacceptable. But
1: And like I said before, I think she said it as well, this thing should go on for some time for it. Do not even think about it coming close to ending. This should keep going on and, on and on and on and on and on for some time. We should have her, you know... Basically doing a, a gauntlet match with Nyla Rose just running through people seeing who can win to, uh keep winning. You know, both of them should be putting the title on the line every night. You know, that's how it should start how it should start to really start to pick up. It should be Jay Carhill going out there because she's First the champion. real
0: title.
1: Exactly, up. cause she's the real champion. She putting she's putting the real title on the line. And she goes wins. Now the Rose comes out there, not the real champion, but has a match, and says she's putting the title on the line, and still wins. This can go in the trash. Yeah,
0: you can get them to
1: do that. I will soon, but you know. Hey. Yeah. But that's how it should go. Basically, they're feuding with each other. It's like a basic, like a, like they say, a dick measuring contest, as you would basically say, where one's uh, beating on. Somebody and the other one's beating somebody and they keep seeing how much they can do it. That'd be week in, week out, type of thing. That's how it actually should go. Yep. Until they just get tired of it. And they then they have like a hundred wins or something dumb like that each. And Nala Rose keep talking about how she's winning as much time as defending her title as much as she is, and they get tired of it and they actually compete against each other. It's that's how it should go. It should take some time. Yeah. It shouldn't be just over immediately you got some time girl. not even 7 30 unless you want to get something to eat then we went into 20.
0: keith
3: lee no. versus Pentacle, um this lasted like five or six oh, seconds dimension. keith lee about. hit the spirit bomb straight away one-
1: yeah they didn't know that's what it called because the announcer didn't call it that it's called a power bomb this is a spirit bomb his moves are named after dragon ball z characters attacks he has the big bang slam which is at the Vegeta's attack, of the Big Bang attack, and of course the Spirit Bomb, Goku's favorite, and so that's the Power Bomb. Obviously, the Power Bomb is gonna be named, have a name of a Spirit Bomb. You should know Yeah, it should be over there, cause you just let it slide. On 2-3 And
3: that was that End oh, of story uh, Or was it? Because out came Tony Schiavone And he was uh, Beginning to interview Keith Lee About the upcoming Acclaimed match But before Keith Lee Could say anything Out come A very angry Acclaimed Now they don't even have A rap or anything this week Because they are too angry About what's happened Because daddy ass Has gone missing And by God They want to get To the bottom of it And find out What is going on They call oh, up Swear, thinking He's done something but Tony Schiavone says that Swerve Strickland isn't there tonight, and he also says that Daddy Ass himself has had a family emergency, to which the acclaimed get very touchy, because they're like, we're his family, there's no emergency, what's going on? When we cut to Swerve on the big screen, and he's talking about how he's not only a great wrestler, but he's a great director too, apparently, Uh, and his favourite genre is horror, and he has a new movie for us all, and it's called Daddy Scissorhands. Now Swerve's got the whole setup that's kinda like a horror movie and it's got that one light that's dangling down and he keeps shining it in Billy Gunn's face and basically he really, 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 really does not want Daddy Ass at ringside for the acclaimed versus Swerve in our glory and he is gonna make sure that he is not going to be ringside. And the way he's gonna do this is he takes the monkey wrench and he takes it to Mr. Ass's hands that are like tied behind his back and he uses it on one. What we can only assume is his scissoring fingers, and Mr. Yeah. S will be. Oh, scissoring. No more. Obviously, Billy Gunn screams because this is gonna be really goddamn painful. And then Swerve sort Strickland kind
1: of yeah, ends I love that because that was exactly what I expected. Like this is, uh, AEW is not gonna be on during Halloween, so this definitely leads into that perfectly. The Halloween spirit is, is going on there, and. Good God, Swerve is good. I did not know he could do that. I didn't know he can play a heel like that. I know he can be a good face because he was like that in uh, NXT, but you know, <laughs> with his group and whatnot. But pretty good. Yeah
3: season is here and then Keith Lee just looks really shocked in the ring and the acclaimed run backstage. I don't know where they think they're going to find these people and this was all really really strange. I mean, I'm okay with it in that it's something a little bit different I guess and is it just a Halloween thing? Is Daddy asked now never literally ever going to be able to scissor anymore because both of his fingers have been broken?
1: I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I doubt that. I mean, you literally have people die in wrestling, come right back the next week. <laughs> <laughs> True. You know, eat Vince McMahon, you know, no reason. He just died and then popped up the next week. Hey, yeah, I'm fine. Well, had, we know um, why he popped
0: back up, you know. I
1: mean, real, realistically, we had that, but just, you know, k is nothing. You have Undertaker, who died every six months. Mm. <laughs> right? And then, bam, he's back. So, yeah, he'd he be scissoring again, you know. Ray Mysterio lost an eyeball due to South self, South and Rawlins. And then, you know, about a month later, he's back to normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. A lot of crazy shit has happened in wrestling. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same thing here. You know, oh, he, you know, tortured his fingers. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you know. About that. Yeah, yeah. It's back against that. Perfect. perfectly Fine. Right. Magic of, of wrestling, you know. Here it is. don't do Magic of wrestling. You know, TV. TV and wrestling medicals, you know, mm. you just, the local medical facility is basically heaven on earth. Mm. You know, fuck the uh, eternal dragon, you can go to the local medical facility, you'll be back, back 100% healthy.
3: Um, but yeah, I guess it's good. It's the biggest change in the whole key, please. A base and so strickland's a heel dynamic that we've had so far, so... I'll give it an up, I think. Yeah. let me know what you think of this down in the comments because this is an interesting one. And then after this we get Tay Mello versus Madison Rain. Obviously Sammy Guevara is at ringside for this as well and it starts off with a wrestling back and forth action until Tay Conti gets really annoyed that Madison Rain keeps out wrestling her and just smacks her across the side of the brace. There's a few good bits in this and there's like a, a bit where Tay Mello gets made of Madison Rain up to the top rope and then she does this like backbreaker thing onto the turnbuckles that just looks incredibly vicious. And I will say as well, Tay Mello gets a lot of character work into this when she's getting her heat Um, she's getting a lot of her character cross in the sort of wrestling work that she does and that bit's really good eventually Madison Rain manages to reverse a move into a DDT and then she manages to get a bit of momentum going and then they end up on the top rope and she hits a huge top rope cutter for a two count and then after a bit of back and forth action and some reversals and some counters, Tay Melo hits the TKO for the one, two, three, and she beats Madison Rayne. This was a oh, fine match I though. It's a good win for Tay Melo moving forwards. There wasn't exactly much story or anything behind it, but it's a good win for her. Good showing in the match. Yeah, I'll give it a up. Next we have an Ethan Page backstage promo and he is not happy with MJF. He says that the firm didn't decide to change direction. It was all on MJF and now that MJF has sort of broken Against the firm, they are going to make his life a misery and they're not going to do him any favors anymore. In fact, they're going to do John Moxley a favor because they are going to send MJF into full gear, not 100%. And then Ethan Page is going to go on to win the title tournament eliminator thing uh, to then go on to uh, that show at Winter is Coming. That's what it's called to face John Moxley and do what MJF won't be able to do at full gear and beat John Moxley and become the A. Aew World Champion. And then it looks like we've had enough ups and downs. It's time for your main event. And it is Wardlow versus Matt Taven and the Kingdom are obviously at ringside and this is a much better showing from Matt Taven than I ever thought they would go for with this. He manages to get a lot of early offense against Wardlow but then he gets a little bit cocky and goes for the poses to the crowd when Wardlow pops up behind him and then as soon as he turns around he gets a massive headbutt right in the face. Wardlow then just starts chucking Matt Tabin about the place, goes to the outside and they ball around for a bit when Mike Canales kind of pushes Wardlow to distract him a bit. Doesn't really do anything, he just kind of stumbles forward and then turns around and he's squaring up to Mike Canales when Maria Canales dives in front of them to make sure he couldn't, like, get to him, but he causes just enough distraction for Matt Tabin to hit a huge dive off the top rope uh, onto Wardlow and start getting the upper hand. He smashes Wardlow into the steel steps, knee first, and then rolls him into the ring and hits a huge frog splat directly onto Wardlow's knee. And then he just spends the rest of the match going after Wardlow's knee. He hits him with a bunch of dragon screws, a bunch of submissions on the knee, just everything he can to go after that knee. And like I said, Matt Taven gets a lot more offense in on Wardlow than anyone has in a really, really, really long time. His cockiness gets the better of him again, though, because he goes up to the top rope one too many times, and Wardlow manages to get out. Of the way, I he just starts taking control. He starts hitting massive power moves with one leg, taking Matt Taven out. So it's only a matter of time until the finish now because he starts going for that powerbomb symphony. But first up, Maria Canales jumps onto the apron to try and get a bit of a distraction, but it doesn't work. Um, Matt Taven does manage to kind of roll him up for a second, but then Wardlow bridges out of the pin straight into a powerbomb, which looked really impressive. It looked really, really good. And then he hits him with powerbomb number two, and the symphony has begun. <laughs> And Mike Canellis decides to try and get involved. He gets in the apron, he acts like he's gonna go in, and then he sees Wardlow's face, and he's like, uh, nah, I'm okay, mate, I'll just go over here. And so Wardlow carries on the symphony of destruction. He hits him with four power bombs in the end, and then gets the foot on him and pins in for the one, two, three, Wardlow, still your TNT champion. Then we get a bit of a schmoz at the end because Mike Bennett runs in and starts to attack Wardlow, goes straight after the knee with a chop block and starts beating him down. When who else but Samoa Joe comes out to save him. Kill, he obviously clears kill, house, kill. getting rid of all of the kingdom. And they think you're about to stand tall, but it's not over yet. Because out comes powerhouse Hobbs. And as what? he's making his- Yes, because talking
1: about, where the hell House at? It's
3: been a Entrance down to the ring with the music and everything. Wardlow and Samoa Joe are looking the other way and then from behind the embassy come in and start destroying everybody it's brian cage is the gates of agony and then it's powerhouse hubs they all hit their big power moves to finish it and then at the end powerhouse hubs is stood there with the tnt title stood high and brian cage holds up the ring of honor tv title and that is the close to aew rampage now the match,
1: the same thing that pretty much happened on dynamite you know a a act the master's assault and have people that Paul as the faith black so they can try to promote what's gonna happen next after that. hmm You know pretty much
0: uh uh-uh, honey
1: Pretty much expected that, you know. So again um we'll be doing another part for this you know of course she has to go to work so Do you expect that to happen, but again, don't be surprised. We do another part for this and probably do it on tomorrow, you know, and we'll try to do, I ain't going to lie. We're going to have to watch Monday Night Raw over, (laughs) it's Halloween, you know, so do expect that. So we're going to watch it and, you know, and all that good stuff anyway, and give our viewpoint on it. But hey. We'll be doing Friday Night Smackdown on that one, and then we'll be posting it. So, do prepare to hear from that. You'll have all three uh, wrestling events covered from last week Mm -hmm. and working on this week. So, please prepare for that. Again, look out for that. So, again, I always say share, 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 share it. You know, the more you share, the better we are. Yep. The more you listen in, the better we are. We can do this on a more, you know, regular basis. We can get more on, you know, like everyone else, maybe do it directly at their events, by the way. If we can do that, because, we, you know, this would be our job watching wrestling and recapping it for you guys. But for right now, we have to work. You know, she has to go to work right now, so we couldn't even, you know, do everything all at once because she has to go to work, you know. So, but anyway, that's why I tell you guys to go ahead, listen in, and share the podcast as much as possible. You know, no money involved in it, it's just taking the time to share the podcast and listen in. Which is appreciated It's very appreciated That's all you need to do That's all you have to do Is listen in And share the podcast The more you share it The more you listen in The better we are The more people listen in The more people that share it The better we are We don't need money You don't need your money We need you to listen in And share That's it How many people say that? Anyone else begs for you to give them cash. We don't need you to give us cash. that will be good. that will be good, but we don't. We just need you to share the podcast and listen in. The more you share it, the more people listen in, the better we are. And that's it. Anyway, this is going to be where we end the podcast. Later, guys. See
2: ya.
0: Another episode of a t Wrestling Talk, hosted by yours truly, Alexis,
1: and... Of course, me, Trey. So, this is the next part of our, you know, finishing up of last week. Of course, I mean we finished up all of the wrestling. We did basically all AEW. We did Monday Night Raw. Oh, exactly. We already did Monday Night Raw, but hey. And the last part we did. No, we didn't do it. it, it um, NXT. NXT. Yeah. But in the last part we did all of AEW. We already did the, the uh, last week. Already did Monday Night Raw. Anyway. But last part we did all of AEW, which was Dynamite and. Of course, Rampage. So, of course... We're here to give you last week's Smackdown. Exactly. Last week's Smackdown is all we doing right now. We know we had to get to Smackdown for Halloween. We were completely wrong about this Halloween. I'll take it. You know, we no, were wrong. You know, because we thought... Bray Wyatt would be
0: well,
1: there? Well, we don't know. Yeah. But hey, you'll he see something.
0: He thought we wouldn't see Bray Wyatt again until
1: Halloween. Until Halloween, because it's perfect for him. Today would be the perfect day to be it, But, you know, I understand why Triple H wouldn't do it. You know, why waste one of your great stars on a show that's going to be destroyed by Monday Night Football anyway? Is it any
0: football today?
1: I yes. Don't know. Is the Battle of Ohio. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. Both are in the division with the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm -hmm. So this is a vision game and it matters. Mm -hmm. Battle for Ohio always matters. You know, perfect day to have it on Halloween, a spooky day like today. And it's going to be a frightful game. Not in a negative way. Get your minds out the gutter. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna be trash. First thing I think of, like, what's gonna be? i you know fight for it, all right? <laughs> I know. Some of y'all football fans out there. Mm-hmm. Get somebody out the gutter, y'all. It ain't, it ain't gonna be bad. It ain't gonna be that bad. Come on. Always going negative.
0: Let's go.
1: Yeah. But anyway, we got the ups and downs from what culture again this time is on Smackdown. Like we always do, we let it play. If it's something that we want to dive into a little bit more, give our own opinion on, we do it. If it's just meh, we just let it play, you know, talk about it if you need to. So anywho, let's go ahead and get started. My name is Simon Miller
3: and this is the show where we give the good bits and up and the bad bits are down for WWE Smackdown. <laughs> you go and I'm not really Simon Miller. It's me, Phil. This isn't even a ball cap. It's The Rock. Let's up those downs. We started Smackdown with Fight Night because it was the brawling brutes coming in. No sign of Sheamus though this week after they- Congratulations to Sheamus.
1: Exactly. Congratulations to Seamus. You know, the reason and why. His new wife. Yeah, the reason why he was attacked by the Usos was to be written off by, for K Fate reasons. You know, he got married. You know, certain somebody was dead, hence the reason why later on you won't see him as well. Just give his up on that. And somebody else was dead that I didn't believe was going to be dead. Hmm. We can talk about him because he's on. Yeah, that's that was Seth Rollins. We talk about him next on next episode.
0: Cause yeah. Hopefully he's debuting a new look.
1: Yeah, let's hope he's debuting a new look. Well, not a new look, a retro. Exactly. Day. Let's hope he's going back to that look, and let's hope that he shows up with that. Don't just make it just for homeboys. What?
3: All right, play. Usos attacking his arm, uh, they've actually written him off TV because he's off getting married. So a huge congratulations to Seamus. Smackdown was bloodline heavy last night though. And we started this off just before this match as we cut backstage to most of the bloodline because Roman Reigns wasn't in the building yet because yet again, he's late for work. He's an absolute disgrace. Um, but <laughs> it was uh, the Usos and Solo Scout and Sami Zayn backstage that were getting all hyped up. And then Sami Zayn turned to Jay Uso to address some things that have been going on recently. Now, Jay thinks that Sammy won't want him to go out to the ring because of other things that have been happening recently. But Sammy is saying it's the complete opposite. He wants the moment to be when Roman Reigns arrives in that building. He wants to be able to see the bloodline raising their ones in the air in victory. Uh, he wants all hands on deck. He even acknowledged the fact that Jey Uso helped him win that match a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And so he needs that energy from Jey Uso. He's all hands on deck. We need a bloodline victory. Tonight. Which is when they headed out to the ring with Solo Sokoa's great entrance. I really like that the music and the sort of green lighting and everything. It looks really, really good. Sami Zayn going nuts alongside him, obviously, as he is wont to do. Jimmy Uso even almost fell over at this entrance, which made me giggle anyway. So it was indeed okay. going to be Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa versus the Brawling Brutes to kick off SmackDown, and this was a really fun match. Uh, I really enjoyed all of this. Started off with Sami and Ridge Holland going at it. Quickly, the Brawling Brutes got in control.
1: Yeah, but the thing with me is, I have to say, is, um, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on. Look, I mean, they just making Jay just hate Sammy for no reason. Well, he
0: told you why he hates Sammy.
1: Yeah, but it's still like i not hate, just like look, dislike him because of no reason.
0: Like, he. he, don't, he he like look, I don't understand why everybody in my family all of a sudden is the same you know stand for you, but I don't trust you. Yeah. I can't and I, don't, I trust don't trust you as far as I can
1: you. I mean if you go back to the original way this all started with Sami Zayn, by the way, you have to go back during COVID. I don't know how this started. Sami Zayn actually did something that I would do I'm like I'm surprised that Vince McMahon would do this because it was Vince McMahon's idea and they're still carrying on he had Sammy go to the bloodline and spit out false accusations about someone talking about them and the bloodline and everything else like that I think it was Sinsuke Nakamura Mm-hmm. if I remember correctly and that will lead for Sammy to use a bloodline to attack his opponent mm-hmm. I'm like wait did McMahon actually acknowledge that this storyline could be used for other people and that right there just got me is all perked up I was like wait I would do that too hmm. No shit. I mean, no, I mean, for real. I I was always saying that for so long until Sami Zayn actually did it. was like, why is no one else getting involved in this bloodline bullshit?
0: Hmm.
1: To this day. You know, I was
0: like, why? I, I would have came you know, out. Me, my thing was, why haven't, well, at the time, Naomi and stuff, why aren't they, why haven't she came to blood, or, or I think this started when, exactly. to me, even when, I'm um, even to me, exactly. and even I think this even started with um, N- Naya was still there. Exactly. I'm like, why haven't none of the female members of the family and like Look, got involved? Hey, why have y'all help? Can y'all come help me? Like,
1: Cause, but I was like,
0: he's, was my he, issue. he
1: he's using the bloodline to attack his opponents. I would have did it myself. I would have came straight to Roman Reigns, like I, oh, I, I mean, no. I don't want to meet. Speaking mean of
0: it. the female that's connected to this family, where is Tamina?
1: Exactly. You'll find out if you ever find out. She's, I mean, for real. I mean, I know where Naya at. Right. But like I was saying, I was like, I would have right, did this. I am, but like I was saying, I would have did the same thing. i was like, I mean, no harm, Me no harm, but. So-and-so has been running their mouth about doing something. I will use Jimmy Uso. And I will say, he's planning on doing something to Naomi. You know, I normally don't get involved in anybody's business. But if somebody's going to do something to hurt my woman, I want somebody to sell me that if they know about it. So I'm coming to you man to man and saying it. I could have did that guess what that would have done you know full well that brother is deceased (laughs) is deceased alright push play and I like that they allow Sammy to do that go to of course Roman and use him to attack and that reminds me of getting him inside of the bloodline
3: alright Sokoa sneaked a little tag and ran in there and absolutely took Butch's head off with a clothesline. And this was kind of the story of the match, Sami getting in there, getting a little bit beaten up, uh, and then Solo Sokoa somehow managing to come back in and take control of the entire match. Eventually Ridge Holland got the big hot tag uh, and just ran through Sammy aim with a bunch of shoulder barges until yet again Solo Sokoa manages to save the day, gets a little bit of a sneaky blind tag in there and gets in and super kicks Ridge Holland and hits a big Samoan drop for the two. Ridge Holland and Solo Sokoa getting a massive headbutt battle in the middle of the ring, which is definitely normal behaviour, until it ends up being Butch and Sammy. Um, Butch is reversing a couple of blue thunderbomb attempts uh, and then he tries to get him in the Texas Cloverleaf but Jimmy jumps up on the apron to distract him which leads Sami Zayn to roll up uh, Butch for a close two-fall. And this is when it all starts to get just a little bit interesting because Sami Zayn hits an exploder suplex into the corner onto Butch. Runs in with the halluva kick but Butch manages to duck it and get out of the way. Hits a kick of his own to Sami Zayn and then starts heading up to the top rope. Now Sami Zayn himself was in the ring about to get hit by whatever Butch was about to do. But it also seemed like he had a bit of a plan Like he was willing it to happen Like yeah come on he had a plan to reverse it or something like that But as this was happening
1: Jay- I mean obviously he's going to put up the fucking knees Which I don't understand Why Jake did that and got in the way He's going to put the fucking knees up We have to do extended match that's all I know Butch was going to probably do like a la- uh, moonsault or some shit Oh, and- he was going to roll out the way As soon as he get it Exactly he's going to roll out the way Or put up the knees and shit and I'm like, it was so obvious. I don't know why Jay did this shit. I mean, why they even did it. I mean, he was literally waving him on, like really was like. like he was I trying to he smell. Was nervous. It's like he was waving on Some smell something good going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, like he was literally smelling what the rock was cooking. All right,
3: let's go. So pulls Sami Zayn out of the ring by his feet to what he thinks is safety and then they start arguing on the outside because Sami was saying that he had a plan he was mm. like lulling him in and Jay was like No you're not, you're about to get hit you absolute moron So they get in a big argument on the outside Solo Sakura ends up like pushing Butch off the top rope and then going to the outside again with Jay and uh, Sami Zayn to try and calm it all down a little bit gets in the middle of them, tries to like let them stop it but then from out of nowhere Ridge Holland just runs that through it? Both of them slamming them to the ground, Sammy kind of manages to dodge out of the way and roll back into the ring. But obviously as he does that, it's all a big distraction. Uh, Butch rolls up Sammy Zane and gets the one, two, three, right there in the middle of the ring. The brawling brutes beat the Usos. So obviously that's a distraction, so bring down the counter and chuck one onto that. Um, But there's a lot more to this. I am fine with this as a finish.
1: Because this goes somewhere. I really, really like all the That was of a payoff for uh, the so rest of that. and this to pay off for, you know, this the Saturday. Up. No, that was a setup for what happened yeah. later. But like I said also set up for this Saturday for the Usos to pass the mm-hmm. uh, new day in their, you know titleship, you know, holding the title for, you know, mm-hmm. somewhat days. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. they're going to go against Rich Hollins and the Brawling Birds. Beat them clean. You know, it's not even worth watching. I mean, it's not. There's a lot of things on, you know, Crown Jewel is not worth watching. So, hey. Play. Big argument after the match. The, all of the bloodline are coming in. They're arguing with each other. No one
3: knows who's right, who's wrong. And then Roman Reigns' music hits. And oh boy is about to go down. The entire bloodline look absolutely terrified about what's going to happen. Obviously, Roman Reigns takes his sweet time getting down to the ring. We even have to wait through another commercial before we actually get Roman Reigns speaking where he gets St. Louis to acknowledge him and then he addresses the Usos. Or I should say, actually, Jay Uso specifically and Sami Zayn. Uh, he calls them both children. He says he usually doesn't like airing his dirty laundry out there in the he middle. He
1: calls them children and you guys want to act like children you're going to deal with it like your children and that's a good way to do it I love that these are grown ass men but when you are the top dog you're the one who basically a lot of them are hinging upon the and they are especially solo he doesn't he's definitely needing Romans Uso don't need don't shit. Need yeah, he does right now. He's the most one to need. I see. So I'll tell
0: you. Because he's. I, so so I call it now. Solo is going to be the one that's like, fuck this
1: shit. And build this whole shit up. It should be. It should be solo. If, if it it's ain't gonna solo, up,
0: it's going to be Jimmy.
1: Yeah. I would like for it to be solo. Go check on the food. Make sure everything's good. Oh, I'm talking to him.
0: Go ahead. You go ahead. You know, you go ahead. Go, go, go.
1: Go, You go, go. There you go. Oh, there you go. See, go check.
0: You go check. You know, cause Come, I can't even. Yeah, you get off
1: can. Me. Tell me to get off. Dang.
0: Why you gonna make me get up? Cause you
1: just go check. I checked.
0: No, Nothing. you didn't. Yes, I did.
1: There, there you go. Push play. Uh, that's the reason. You want stopping it? You gotta get a little bit of a uh, stun lock. I'm gonna podcaster. Yeah, you will. You'll learn that sooner or later. You gotta get a uh, stun lock because a lot of uh, time to pass no. and get your point of view and and people get to hear your voice and your true reaction. But yeah, that's the thing. I definitely like that. If you need to put it in for a little longer, you know what to do check the uh, chicken as well. Anywho, well, that's my They want to
3: get work done in the middle of the ring and air all their stuff behind the scenes where no one's watching. But he sees no other option. He wants everything to be laid out there on the table tonight because he wants this beef that they have going on over. So Sami Zayn kicks this off, obviously, of course he does, uh, and he basically says that there's been a communication breakdown between him and Jey Uso, and frankly, he doesn't understand what's going on. Uh, he really likes Jey, he likes all of the Uso's, he likes all of the bloodline, uh, he wants to be welcomed into the fold, and he's trying to be really, really nice to Jey Uso, but he just doesn't understand why he hates him so
1: much. So Sammy apologizes. And that's the main thing, too. I'm finally glad that they actually are Acknowledging this because I was like, "What? What? the fuck?" It'd be really what, what the fuck moments. Like he never really explained why the hell he was actually angry at the man. Well, he told you now. Didn't he, he just told us now. Like, good God! I mean, don't fix us, please. I will. You can do it. No. Logan Paul confirmed Paul Heyman shocking claim that there are still screws inserted in the fist alright can you put play you
0: reading stuff on TV yeah, I
1: need stuff oh. on sorry about that I saw that on my phone I was like wait what there's no way he got that in there for real that's a storyline gimmick mm-hmm. alright yeah come on now. we know what's about to happen here it's the best part it's the main thing, the main reason why we doing it. So you know I'm pardoning for dramatic effect.
0: Come on, man, my food.
3: Man. This is for whatever it is that he's done to hurt Jey Uso. He doesn't know what it is, but he apologizes for it. But that isn't enough because Jey Uso. Really, really does not like Sami Zayn, he doesn't like his hair, he doesn't like his face, he doesn't like his shirt, he says he's not blood, so how can he be part of the bloodline, he says that the entire bloodline hate him, but Jey Uso is the only one with the cojones to actually say it out loud, but in all of this, he goes one step too far because sammy steps in and he says he's just trying to make peace because that's what the tribal chief wants and then oh jay what have you done what have you done to yourself he says that he does not care what the tribal chief thinks
0: roman's reaction was roman was so perfect but the crowd said you fucked up you fucked up yeah,
1: yo. That's what started the whole fucking breakdown of this whole shit. I'm normally above this shit. Cause you know I come from Andrew Era. This shit is nothing. This what broke the Andrew this- Era. I stopped watching on Ruthless Question. But this what broke the whole shit. When day. he said that,
0: even I
1: got chills I said "Holy oh, shit.
0: So the oil is- like- Even I got it. The oil, like, you so it was up. like,
1: it was, was f- felt. And Rovin played it so perfectly that he was about to detach the head from his bad shoulders. How slow he turned around. But- he didn't even hold the mic up. He wasn't going to talk. <laughs> until Sandy's Zane but, it. And good God did he. He was literally about to just turn around and just smack the dome <laughs> over that, bro. <laughs> Sabi Zayn looked like he's about to witness a literal murder. This is a perfect picture they have right here. You have. <laughs> I just looked at the picture. Told you. You have Jay looking at. Robin. And Roman, as he's turning around, and Sammy Zayn is like, "Oh my God, I'm about to witness a murder." He has the faith. I mean, seriously, like I'm about to witness somebody get All right, actually man, murdered. Let's keep it moving. I know. Here comes the part. By the way, again, I just say this offhand.
0: This what broke that. This started, This what started made them break down. Yeah. This that. You fucked up. That, that, yeah. that chant cause that they,
1: they wasn't expecting the crowd to just chant that. Chant Well, yeah, they don't. They don't know what the hell I was gonna fucking chant by the way. Just to let you guys know that. <laughs> they don't know what the fuck the crowd is gonna chant. There's no Aggie in the morning. The crowd will just chant anything. They were in And that threw that threw
0: for everybody off. Like, wait <laughs> the like, yeah. Yeah. I know I fucked up. <laughs> they said you Jay, and, and up. And Jay, and Jay and he played it all good like, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> he played it off real good. Poor, poor Sammy looking like, oh my God, I'm about to witness hey, wait, man wait, wait, get wait, murdered. Wait, 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 again. So that's what started this whole Yeah. Re- and by the way, I will state this again. This is not always scripted as you would think. There's a lot of- Leeway, then definitely now with Triple H, he gives you with your script. It will say, so-and-so says something. And that would be the script. And you don't know what the person's going to say. All right, go. It's always the reason why, like, we're saying AEW beforehand with uh, Eddie Kingston, you got to give he something. Because you don't know what they're supposed to say. They're supposed to say something to get you riled up. All right, go. And boy, did you. And get the
3: food. And oh my God, Roman Reigns' reaction to this was incredible. I love all of this. And my God, Roman Reigns looked pissed. He looked like he was about to destroy Jey Uso. I when told you. he's steps in there. <laughs> told to you. He saved the day. Yeah.
1: Look at his face. He looked like he's about to swallow some shit. I'm talking about Jay. <laughs> he looked like he's about to swallow some shit yes you know what a monster looked like when he about to get killed by his friends that's the look that Jay has he's like I just said the dumbest shit out of my mouth Let's
3: go Again, he had one of the greatest lines that <laughs> we've had in wrestling this year. I absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. Uh, he stepped in and he said that basically, Jey Uso, he didn't mean what he said. He said it's the heat of the moment. Uh, he's been going through a lot lately and lately <laughs> he just hasn't been feeling very oozy. <laughs> you can tell through all of this, Jey Uso was just desperately trying to not crack a smile.
1: Yes, that was the line. Like I told you, they don't know exactly what you're going to say all the time. No, that was Roman that kept fucking with Jay. Roman? Yes! Roman, of all people, he the first to break. And yes! <laughs> and I played Roman on this because Jay was trying to hold it together. But Roman's like, I ain't going to be the Jimmy only one. Jimmy in the background dead. Jimmy is dying. Paul is not even on screen. And you know he did. So Paul Heyman, the professional Paul Heyman, dipped out of sight. Literally, by the way, he knows what the camera's at. He is out of sight, so you know he' dying.
0: Give
1: me the background like Jimmy Can't hold it. Give me the background
0: dead. Like and Roman like, oh man. And Roman, and Roman here and, go, Jay. Wait, wait, wait. Jay ain't trying to be no, the only one no, holding. And he like, don't you laugh. When Sammy said it. Sammy started... Like, oh, shit. I just said the
1: because You know he just said something that was just too stupid and, go- and funny. And the crowd... it crowd not gonna allow you to... So when you, he, he it. said
0: it, Roman heard it like...
1: Robin tried. So Robin tried to get it together. Trying to get it together. Then the crowd
0: started... I forget the crowd started saying something. They said... Talking Oopsie. about him being oozy. Oozy. <laughs> you not oozy. <Uzi>. <laughs> and... Because the crowd... Doesn't give a shit. That was fuck, <laughs> fuck That was fuck. That killed Jim, That killed Jimmy. That killed Jimmy in the back. Like, you're that Lucy. When you have. And then of, Jimmy. Then, then Roman gonna look at, at Jay, like, Jay like. Don't you don't, crack. Don't, don't crack. you crack. Don't you crack. And he. That's what like. <laughs> why did you say not to do it? Because he was trying. Because he was getting ready. To give his response. He was getting ready to give his response. <laughs>
1: Like don't mention it. But, well, he could not mention it. The crowd was never gonna allow you
0: he, not to. He just gave you that look, like don't you crack? Don't you, don't you crack? Don't you, don't you do it? And they just broke
1: down. Cause it's you, the Romano that died,
0: you can see Roman laughing. laughing. This,
1: cause like, what the fuck? What's that line? Cause Jimmy, you're supposed to be mad. Everybody else is cool. No one knows. Again, like I said, what the line was going to be? Cause a lot of these things <laughs> is so freehand. And they was like... He said he said that lie, yo. Go get <laughs> the, go chicken nuggets.
0: You
1: go get them out the of your mouth. You go get them. Talking. Talking. We Let's go do it. Uh, the crowd was to do uh, Told you. Uzi. And, and, that's, chicken and that's the thing. I got to deal with this. And that's the thing, right? <laughs> like, Itching. It <laughs> it, again, like I said, you never know. You never know.
0: So that took everybody out. The that band. took
1: everybody out. I mean... Luckily, the commentators for people who watch from TV—if you watch it—because you know, if I was in the arena, we wouldn't know what shit happened. But at least they was able to, to, to get back control over the narrative of this thing. But what the fuck was that, live happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow! Again, this is this is live TV. You can't, you can't. There's no due office. in my Lloyd what the hell is that like? Oh god, Sandy. That <laughs> was ridiculous. This dude, yo. This dude. They are like a family. I'll tell you. Because God, that would happen a lot of times that somebody would just say something that's Stupid. I've been there a lot of times. I've been in that situation. You know, a lot of times my brother would get in an argument with my mom and dad, and then, you know, I gotta admit, it's my fault, my because I'd be a dumbass to say it. Because, you know, that of my dad, because he was the king of the jokes. God, he always needed to make somebody laugh. He would come in there and just say something just as stupid as Sammy just said. And it, it will break down. You forget what the fuck he was mad about. You try Honey to candy. remember. You will try to remember, but at that moment, it's and like... Go get the thing up. It, It'll be like, you know, go ahead and start talk
0: Push play so I can.
1: Roman, like they just let it hang for so long yeah it did Bye. Roman Reigns reaction
3: to this you have to go and see this it's really yeah really go good. see it and Roman really leans into this afterwards as well which is so good it works go so me. well uh, he turns to Jay and uh, he's kind of laughing but also looking really really angry at the same time just saying mm-hmm. like oh, is that your problem you're just you're not feeling a little bit oozy uh, and he basically says if you don't find your inner oozy again yeah, Roman's gonna do something that Jay is not going to like Goodbye. he is going to get rid of the honorable bit of Sami Zayn and make him a full-blown ooze and hell, he might even just call him Sami Uso. <laughs> and Sammy
1: looks... Yo. yeah. Look at, look at... Look at... Look at Jimmy right like there. He, he dying. He dying. He dying. He look at hold- Jimmy in the background, <laughs> Jimmy! He can better hold on to his belt. He's like, do better let go of his belt. Jimmy is in
0: the background of this thing. He dead. is
1: dead. He is done. And
0: he think I don't think he realized he was walking camera He was like he okay. couldn't
1: because he like fuck. Probably I took a picture of it anyway. I mean, he took the air out of everything. That Zane yo. What the hell?
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: Be those, you know. Hey, gotta say politics, dude. Come in. The best is the dumb. Yo. They being funny as shit. All right, let's go. Be funny as shit. Uh, okay. <laughs>
3: So happy when Roman said this, it was so good. Sami Zayn and the Bloodline is genuinely one of the best things in wrestling right now. I absolutely adore all of it. If you're only gonna watch one thing from SmackDown, make it this promo at the end of this match. It was just so much fun. Everyone played their roles so well. The UC bit was fantastic, Sami Zayn's fantastic, Roman Reigns was great in it as well. All of this. 100% Easy
1: peasy up We got a quick Viking Raiders promo Yeah You're going say the same thing You wonder what happened to Viking Raiders After they came back As the new bitches Viking Raiders Now they come back as the of the new new bitches Viking Raiders Which I don't know I understand why they brought him back In the fucking first place But he's going to bring this person in there anyway And that's actually true Because The big, big man was going to do it
0: They bringing him back <sighs>
1: with Sarah Logan. Yeah, Vivint Man was going to do it. So I was like, "Ah, Vivint Man was going to do it, yep, Triple H damn well was going to do it. So why the fuck bring him back for the second time just let him sit out until Sarah Logan got dead and then you do what you need to do.
3: After this, uh, basically the same stuff we've been having for the last few weeks. They said the gods have opened their eyes, they were drinking some stuff, they said Valhalla awaits. Kind of ready for these to be over and to move on and actually bring the Viking Raiders back to TV now in their whole new package. Well, and it's not really a new package, but with Sarah Logan, I assume, with them, uh, I'm ready for these to, to be over now. They've been going on for quite a while and they haven't really progressed anywhere. When it was time
1: for the Maximum Male Models. And you know I gotta pause here that's my favorite go and make a complete if you want they're, they're my favorite they, 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 this should be the new Alpha Academy they keep them together forever Mm-mm. I don't care if they lose forever but just keep them together this this is personified WD personified these two have revitalized their motherfucking career And they still losing, by the way. (laughs) How do you revitalize your career while still losing? By going at it this way. This is hilarious. These two are hilarious. They're just goofy as shit. Hmm. I love to see them in the ring. I don't even care about the outcome. W got me on that one. Because just seeing them and their opposing is just ridiculous.
3: Versus The New Day. Not a lot to report from this match. It was really, really short. The New Day had a picture-in-picture promo at the beginning of this during their entrance. Uh, where they basically just told The Usos that they hope they're watching. So they can see what a real tag team does. And why they have the longest reigning tag team championship reign thing in WWE.
1: New Day actually has a um a team finisher. I didn't know. Shit, the only ones I thought had one was the damn Usos. And they had to steal a 3D. And that story kind of got
3: folded into the match itself as well. But the match went on, there was a lot of posing at the beginning from both teams. The commentators talked a lot about the New Day's title reign and how the Usos are coming up to their title reign, so we're definitely turning this into a bit of a story. And then Kofi Kingston got the hot tag, ran through Mansoir, hit the big uh, frog splash onto his back, and then we hit the midnight hour, and the New Day won, and that was pretty much it. Also, you know... what his
1: goals, and he goes to talk about something else. Since we're talking about the New Day, since we're talking about the Usos, since we're talking about them, mm-hmm. I don't know if they should do if they should have them lose the match, but definitely they need to have them because I know they're probably gonna let them lose the tag titles, but definitely allow for the New Day to interfere somehow. Maybe have the New Day interfere. And while the Usos had the win, seal size sealed, and delivered, caused it to end in an old contest. And, uh, of course, the Usos keep the titles. But something like that, even. I don't care. But that's just something like that, Chad. Where they're interfering somehow. Or causing them, eventually, to lose the titles. I don't know how, quick, how close they are to their reign. I don't give a fuck about it, really, anyway. Is the fact that they can go past it as far as I can. But <clears throat> the new day should either interfere in this next upcoming tag match and in Saudi Arabia, yeah. Or have a match with themselves going against the um, Usos. Or at the bare minimum, last and not least, cause the, the or, You
0: know who the Souls have a new tag team. A legit new tag team. Not a repackaged exactly. tag team. Not someone we are. Not two people thrown together. But a legit tag team coming and interfere and beat
1: the shit out the Usos. Exactly. You know, when it's time for them to lose the belts. it's Like I said, the last thing you going to do. Time for them to lose the belts. Who is going to make them lose it? Well, New Day, of course.
0: No, because you already... We had have- my thing is, you're you giving me a match that we already had, like, The reason why times, I'm saying that times. is, like,
1: it'd be different because they won't have the tag titles on the lot. <laughs> right. So, the Usos to fucking leaders. But, that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, now that's you stupid. Now,
0: I don't know, like you say, I don't know how close they are to breaking the... Uh, breaking the rocket. But, the, the, the one that will put them over should be on New Day.
1: Exactly.
0: Now, I get that. Like, the one that will put them over... The match they had be the like that if they win that match, that would cause them to be the you know Yeah. That was, that one that match so
1: solidify
0: side them being the one the break yeah.
1: street. Or at the end of the day, like I said, U- Uso was lose that title was due to a new day. You know, and yes, I'm not gonna lie. Like to, one day
0: the, short of their ring. Breaking
1: exactly, rain. Breaking that rain. Or if you just, you know, want them to break it. Any way, shape, or matter, it doesn't really matter. Since they brought it up, they had to be the ones to cause the Usos to lose.
0: Or interfere in some kind of way.
1: Exactly. At least, def- exactly. That's the bad minimum. It's interfering in some kind of way. You know, you can't just let this die out and go to nothing.
0: But I don't like, my thing is, I don't need another match between the Usos and. In, yeah,
1: in the new in day. May. Give it that
3: magical up because, well, there was nothing really wrong with it. It was was what it was. It was just a squash match, basically. Um, but I was to do a little bit more with the maximum male models. I'd like that they're feeding into this new day versus the Uso's title reign story. So I hope to see more from that. And yeah, it was it was fine. We then cut backstage to Kayla Braxton, who's there with Sonya Deville. And since I'm in this chair in front of the camera and I'm normally behind the camera for these ups and downs things, I'm gonna take this moment to use my finger of power, maybe abuse it some might say and give Kayla Braxton an up of her very own because I think she has done absolutely fantastic in WWE mm. I think she's become a huge part of it I think her role on Smackdown is absolutely fantastic I love that she's getting more uh, personality into the sort of backstage presenter role and things you like that you have miss her and if stuff you yeah has been yeah. absolutely brilliant she's just been a golden light throughout WWE for a long time now and I think she deserves recognition for that in this though she basically asks Sonya Deville if she is going to answer Ronda Rousey's challenge later and Sonya Deville says why the hell would I tell you this even she if I didn't. was going to do it why would I tell you I mean spoiler alert she doesn't um but she did go on to talk about Liv Morgan Russia, make and then Liv Morgan ran up and there was a big ball I'm enjoying this by the way this is very fun um and then there's a big ball backstage and they all tried to pull them apart and that was pretty much the end of the segment next up we had a big Strowman uh um, yeah. station. Yeah almost he he's bigger than him, but is he stronger than him
1: because Braun has flipped over like ambulances and wagons and things. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because he's both to look like a psycho. You know this, the classes that they took. They did the same thing that you were taught uh, in class. They're putting most of the light is going up. As you can see the shadows. making it look more psychotic. He's Braun Strowman, it should be. He's scary. He's a monster among monsters.
0: monster among men. Get the tag right.
1: Well, yeah. Either way. (laughs) He's a monster. So much so that they don't talk about it. But this man won the tag titles by himself. He won it with a literal child. As a tag partner. Because they had to have somebody else secondary there. Behind the rope. He won the tag titles single-handed by himself legitimately how scary can this dude be all right, go.
3: That's a big challenge, but in terms of challenges, the bigger the better. So, almost is a lot like the challenge of flipping cars because Braun is stronger than almost, but almost is taller than Braun. But, like, there's no giant that can beat the monster of all monsters or something like that. And then it was time for Ronda Rousey's open challenge. And she comes out and she cuts a quick heel promo. She says the belt is back where it belongs. And yes, she called it a belt. It really is a brave new world we're living in. And then she cut a quick know, heel promo just that. saying uh, that only great people can recognize great people, and all of you people out there in the crowd are too mediocre to recognize greatness, and then, out comes, of all people, hey error. No, it's been five Karen Tyrell, years to the back. day since Emma was released from WWE. Obviously, she's been off Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Exactly. Now she's back in the WWE fold, and I really like this, for one. I was a big fan of Emma back in the day. Genuinely think she was a huge part in the women's revolution. kick it off with that yes. match, uh, uh, NXT Arrival, with uh, Paige versus Emma. Absolutely fantastic yes. match for the inaugural NXT Women's Championship. Really, really loved that match. And I think that match went a long, long way to proving that women can do a whole lot more in wrestling than just the diva stuff. They can wrestle, they can go, and it's actually really bloody good. So I'm a big fan of this comeback, to be honest. Really, really like it. Michael Cole was putting her over big on commentary as well, no, talking it. about her history, Alexa, a a time in really it, things like that, saying that she's been wrestling all over the world, the and she actually had a pretty decent showing against Ronda Rousey. Ronda was pretty don't much die. in control, throwing her around with the judo stuff at the beginning of. match until she chucked her to the outside and ronda threw emma into the steel steps but then ronda ran in to try and hit emma with a big knee on the steel steps but emma moved out the way and she just kneed the steel steps as hard as she could Uh, and that's when emma could kind of take over and she got a bit of a tarantula luck on the ropes which is absolutely fantastic always loved that move Uh, and then she hits a big crossbody off the top rope but ronda gets back in control again going through a bunch of submissions in the middle of the ring but the important thing is that emma just kept on coming back she was getting out of the
1: and I do know what you're saying so. Emma must have won this match. No, she doesn't have to. Obviously, you're going to try to protect the champion.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, as you're watching a commercial for Christmas already, uh-huh. At the already at the Halloween, it's automatic mission, she was getting
3: back into other moves she hit a big side-rushing leg sweep for the two count, but then there was back and forth fighting again until Ronda Rousey managed to get Emma in the ankle walk, but again she got out of that and hit her with a huge uh, wheelbarrow German suplex thing, which just looked absolutely great, and that was another near two count and all of this kind of got Ronda Rousey a little bit frustrated, which I kind of like too, and it played into her heel tactics, because she had to push Emma into the referee the referee kind of sidestepped and got out of the way, but as she couldn't see, Ronda Rousey got Emma did the big eye rake down the face That hurt more than I should have done Why did I do that so strong um, Hit her with the eye rake Then got her in the Piper's pit Hit her with that And then got her in the arm bar And made Emma tap out So yes, Emma lost on her comeback match uh, After five years of not being in WWE However, I genuinely think she had a really good showing Yeah, I can it don't and make her this Looking really, really good And there's no shame Hopefully they yeah, don't give like, her
1: that Now, just don't make this a, a Routine occurrence and a occurrence uh, You know, a routine you gone for five goddamn years. You should not be coming back. Be proverbial loser. You know. I understand you Mustafa need. Ali. No, they get ready to do something.
0: Mustafa. Yeah, he about to go to AEW. Uh, man, but I understand all, why. All I understand why. You know, they, they
1: didn't let her win this because like it's Ronda Rousey. You don't want to. No, it's, it's
0: like just
1: the first open challenge. You, you had to keep her strong, and then the title was on the line. And you're not gonna mm-hmm. have. A person coming back for five years to beat the champion and have her lose the title before she even have one damn uh, premium live event defense, you know, obviously. To lose
3: into the champion. Um, so I really like this. And I will Emma give it the, the build
1: up. Uh, exactly. It made her look strong because she had to, because well, Ronda Rousey had, had the to rake the eyes in order for her to beat him.
3: Wait and see what happens with Emma going forwards. There was, it wasn't on SmackDown, but they did do like a WWE exclusive interview thing that they put up on YouTube afterwards. Um, And it was basically just Emma backstage and she was saying that it's great to be back after five years and that this time she will make sure she is never forgotten again. And that going forward, she knows what she needs to do to become champ. So it looks like there's plans for Emma going forwards. And I for one welcome this. I'm a big Emma fan and uh, yeah, like I say, up. So we continued the Bloodline story arc this and it was behind the scenes backstage with Jay Uso and Paul Heyman. Jay Uso was just oh, shouting a bunch oh. of stuff at Paul Heyman he was desperate to get into Roman Reigns' locker room but Paul was not having any of it. Jay was saying that he wants to talk to him about the Sammy stuff and then he like, was just kind of incoherently rambling about the Logan Paul stuff saying he wants to knock him out and knocking him out. It uh, basically boiled down to Paul Heyman saying no, sometimes things are better coming from the wise man uh, why don't you just go away and cool down and then as Jay walked off Paul Heyman just kind of rolled his eyes a little bit and Breathed a sigh of relief because he does not want this stuff landing on Roman Reigns' desk. After this, we saw Ronda Rousey walking backstage when Shayna Baszler came up to her. Basically,
1: Mm hmm, mm hmm, my wet dream. Oh. Hopefully happens. You know, oh, yeah. Shayna and Ronda as a tag team. Mm. Does, I mean, let's not lie, that's not a lie, that was the picture look like. Eh. It is what it is. It is what it is. You know.
0: I hope this is a setup to for for uh Shayna to take the title from her.
1: That too. Oh, fuck. Man, make them the tag champions. Them as a tag team. Eventually. All right, go. congratulating her for
3: putting the new girl in her place when in comes Natalia Then uh, why did you all answer it? Why yes? Skip. Would be skip. Right now. Skip.
1: Nah. skip all this. Done. Well, next up it
3: was Legado del Fantasma versus Hit Row. And I have one question about Hit Row that I'd please like you to let me know down in the comments below. Why the hell Top Dollar was cosplaying as Mr. Socko? Yeah. So basically came out, yeah. obviously, it's two against three with Legado del Fantasma. Uh, so BFAB basically said that they have friends in high places and introduced, of all people, Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: They're replacement for sword, Strickling. It's sensei Nakamura. No. My God, have they fallen off the cliff. He cannot come close to Swerve Strickland. All right, head forward. I don't know. Yeah, this is a decent. It's yeah, a match good match was right. It was all right. It was a good match. That was it. Like, but everyone else. He got
3: it down. Massive man.
1: I'm sorry. Exactly. This is definitely an out. We'll... And let's not forget that he not had not explained the reason why those two groups are fighting each other. Other than the fact that if you watch NXT, you know the reason. And that's kind of crazy yeah that
0: they
1: had history yeah that's just good promo right there I'll go ahead
3: trying to get out of the room <laughs> and then another backstage bit it was Kayla Braxton again she was putting in the hard work last night but this time she was with LA Knight. yeah you said that sound like the rock yeah bloody hometown mm-hmm. right yeah and then in comes Ricochet and who if you don't know is dating the ring announcer which they didn't directly mention but it seems like
1: which I really didn't like that I mean, they're going to mention it more. As you know, that this Friday has been recorded already. So they want to mention it a little bit more already. But... It takes two right. weeks to do it, come on, bro.
3: They're tying this all together. Ricochet basically tells Lilan Knight uh, that he should just be nicer to people and maybe you get a better reaction from people if he's just nicer, and that's pretty much worse to live by, Ricochet. Good message. But Lan Knight basically takes none of this in except for the fact that Ricochet said he was acting like God's gift to SmackDown, he like, Well, I am God's gift to SmackDown, yeah! yeah. And then wandered off. And next up we Ooh. had a match between Carrion Cross
1: versus Mad Cat Mars and a bit. Yeah, everybody's gonna go with that Mad cat moss with a carrying cross. The Ross parts of the name's gonna keep rolling off people's tongue. By the way. Uh onto my cat moss.
3: And him for the one, two, three. And that was that. Uh so distraction. Bring it down. Up on another one. After the match, Moss put Cross in the cross jacket, and then he cut a promo to Drew McIntyre, basically saying that Moss put up a way better fight than you did. He put over Moss to begin with this, uh, and then carried on to say that Drew McIntyre is basically a coward, and everybody knows his true feelings. He has no thoughts, no regard for absolutely anything, except his own ambition.
1: And, and if you're wondering, where the hell is Drew McIntyre? Why didn't he come out with something? about the dude? He exactly, one of the groomsmen. Of course, Samus will make his one of his groomsmen. If he have any groomsmen, it's gonna be guaranteed at least one Drew McIntyre. So that's the reason why he wasn't there. He was out there enjoying some wedding cake and festivities and things like that. All right, go at his homeboys. Um, Wedding because the mixer dual history is no, going to repeat
3: itself, but I'm pretty sure you can probably just ignore all of this because I think it was just a massive product placement for TikTok. But all in all, I have to be quite damned. I thought Mike Cat Moss came across really good in it. I do definitely think we need something a little bit more solid for Mike Cat Moss going forward. He's lost a lot of momentum since all of the Baron Corbin things finished, so we need him to get something to let him sink his teeth into it. And where is Baron Corbin? Baron Corbin's on raw. He's absolutely oh. fantastic. The way he's just running around. What the hell he get the ball. They traded Ray Mysterio it. for uh for anyway, okay, going into the match against Drew McIntyre, the cage match it is. Uh at Crown Jewel. It carried on the Drew McIntyre story without Drew McIntyre having to be on the show. All of this it was good. Oh, we then got a little bit of a video package with Bray just Let's picked. go
1: ahead and get to Bray. Gone here we have Ray Mysterio being attacked by uh yeah, being attacked by uh, you know, Imperial. Fuck it, we only care about beret. It's all about beret. He excited,
3: full of adrenaline, he was loving it. There was a bunch of welcome back chants and Bray was just feeding off this energy from the crowd, it looked really good. Um, but I'm gonna use my notes for this bit because I don't want to get anything wrong. He was basically saying uh, that uh, he loves all of this, the welcome back chants, the adrenaline rush from the entrance and things like that because it makes him feel invulnerable. Uh, he's proud that he is just himself, uh, there is no masks, there's no smoke and mirrors anymore, this is the realest version of him and this is the best version of him. Him that we will see and he is going to do some spectacular things while he's here. He then went on to talk about how his emotions can sometimes control him and take him to a very very dark place and other times he just can't feel things at all. Um, but a part of him likes that he's not afraid to do horrible things and there will come a time when he is made to do horrible things again. But before he could continue much more, Uncle Howdy appears on the big screen. Now it's and it's that new mask on the screen. That's Jeffrey. Jeffrey That's Jeffrey Nero Hardy. definitely not him. He's AEW. He takes himself as the ghost of the man who that sold you. the world. And then he went and goes on Bold to say that You're a fool. You killed the world. You sent him away. I assume, speaking about the fiend. And now you're just a shell of what you once were. I say to in what you are, but you, you are a liar. You claim you don't wear a mask and we both know that's not true, don't you? I can see you, you'll never be able to hide from me, your Uncle Howard. I don't know what that accent was. Um, and then throughout this as well, there was a QR code that flashed up at the beginning. If you scan that, it took you to a picture of Bray Wyatt, just of Bray Wyatt, his face, but with the words liar, scribbled all over it, and big red crosses through his eyes. And that, my friends, was the end of... I wonder
1: what, saying- uh, because that was a quick, uh, you know, QR code that popped up. I wasn't trying to scan the motherfuckers. I'm tired of it, because he's already there. <laughs> but anyway... It ended with, of Bray Wyatt. White. All right, get the wrong. We are. But anyway, as you can hear, that's, she's trying to say, get the money Night Raw. But as you can hear, we pretty good. Half of it. Not really. It's a three-hour gauntlet. We haven't even get started yet. Whoops, <laughs> wrong one. There you go, Hulu. But real truthfully, you got to hear it. It is what it is, you know, pretty good Friday Night Smackdown. I'm about to say so myself. It was, but really like a meh, if you say so. You know, wasn't much of things to really look at on there as matches-wise, but it, it did what it was supposed to do, but keep the story going. hmm You know, so yeah. Oh, look at that. Might as well let it go ahead and catch us up. But anyway, anything else you got to say about my uh, Friday Night Smackdown? Yeah, it was good.
0: It was, it was an okay
1: show. Exactly. If you missed it, it wasn't like it was something that you, you know. I mean, you did miss a good ass promo between the Usos from the
0: Usos.
1: Yeah, and- that's the main thing that I would say you missed. That's
0: what, that was the highlight of Smackdown. That was
1: literally the highlight of Smackdown on un- The unscripted moment by Sami Zayn. All right. But other than that, it's pretty good. Roman. (laughs) No. Be quiet, girl. That was Roman. Yeah. He ain't on TV yet. We we watched a Monday Night Raw. But anyway, I can't see anything else to talk about with that. It was just pretty decent. The best part was the Sami Zayn and the Bloodline part. Other than that, it wasn't that big of a deal. We didn't miss much of anything. Oh,
0: oh, oh. oh.
1: <laughs> you know, didn't miss much of anything. It was pretty good. See, I
0: hate if when you, they do all that shit there.
1: Yeah, but if you didn't see it, you didn't see it. It's okay. It's not
0: like
1: Happy we, Halloween from WWE. Ah, that was cute. Yeah, Happy Halloween here too. You know, by the way. Oh yeah. As we bring this to a close, don't forget to like. Comment, subscribe, and of course, oh, share that
0: the that podcast. Oh, W W E, it's
1: a robot. <laughs> don't forget to like. Don't forget to really? like, comment, subscribe, and share the podcast. Don't forget to give us a five star rating, and definitely, definitely, definitely share, share, it's share, 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 share the podcast. Huh. Anyway, this is gonna be where we end it. Later, guys. Oh,
0: she in her orange. She's in her Say orange. Say bye.
1: Bye. Pay attention to wrestling before you do the podcast.